Episode 34, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Say Words podcast. No, I think this is 34. Pretty sure this is 34. Because, yeah, last last one was the Larry Bird episode. Got you. So what was it? Oakley? This is Shaq. Shaq. It's got to be Shaq, Matt. Hakeem, though. Hakeem did get Shaq, but everybody knows Shaq for 34, bro. Uh, okay, Shaq is the most famous 34. He's not the best 34. Definitely. Mm, well, Hakeem gave him them okay. feats. Hakeem gave him the feats, <laughs> but Hakeem gave him... I always get in this conversation with my dad. Hakeem gave him Orlando feats. Yeah, yeah. Young Shaq feats. Laker Shaq was different, bro. I don't think he would have been able to do that to that Shaq. I genuinely don't I mean, he was so. probably 100 pounds heavier. He may have given him feet, but mm-hmm. like, it would have been... Like a terror on defense. Yeah. He would have been too tired to do all of that Shaq stuff. Shaq was slim, and Orlando Shaq was slim. Yeah, so it was like, he's more limber. I mean, he's doing dream shakes to Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's not <laughs> doing that. He's not, Laker Shaq's not doing that. It's not, he's not even going into that repertoire Laker anymore. Shaq is like a Miami LeBron. Yeah, Laker Shaq is top five of all time. Scar- most dominant player. Of all time. Of all time. Scary Shaq. Scary hours. Episode like thirty four. Like what say. it do, baby? I appreciate you, Henry. How are you doing, man? Oh man, load management. Mm. Load management. Speaking of load management, <laughs> shout out to the homie Brian. Yeah, shout man. out to the homie Brian's Brian. On load management. <laughs> Brian's on load management. Peace to you, man. Nah, he just had surgery, so he's yeah. he's out of commission. He's drinking booze for breakfast, insurance for din- for dessert. Yeah, man. Living so. the life. Yeah, Probably so appreciate you, man. Somewhere. See you soon, man. See you soon. Word. So how you been, man? Good, man. Just been on, uh, you know, getting ready for 2020, mm-hmm. you know? It is November. Yeah, man. I don't really get into, you get into resolutions like that? No. Yeah, I don't really get into resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always. You always want the next year to be better than the last year, but it's not like, no, nah, this year I'm going to do this. Yeah. And do this and I don't do like that. the people that's like, next year though? Huh. I'm on your ass next year. Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Because even if you do it on weight, if you think about it, December 31st, more mm-hmm. than likely you're going to be like, yo, I'm going to eat crazy today. <laughs> I'm going to eat crazy tonight because this is my last night. Yeah. January 1st, you're so ridiculously bloated from December 31st travesties. You can't even. You're still trying to recoup. And then January 2nd. You probably still ain't been to the gym because you were hungover <laughs> January 1st. And even if you did go to the gym on January 2nd, that bitch so packed. Like, that's why I hate the gym. First month, first quarter of a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I appreciate people doing the resolutions. It's just the term resolution has got such a negative stigma towards yeah. it because of how people just Throw it away. change so mm-hmm. quickly. Like you said, the gym is so packed on the second, mm-hmm. it's probably not as packed on the 15th. At all. That's two weeks later. That's why I'm in the gym at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's me, a bunch of old people, and staff. And then recently I've been looking at myself in the mirror. It's like, damn, nigga, am I old too? It's me and a bunch of old people in the gym at five. I'm like, damn, I must be an old head. Oh, oh well, ain't nobody <laughs> right. get back at least, to it. At least you don't have to wait for the grunt, the nigga on the the machine that's grunting. That's not so the worst. The, so all the women look at him. The worst nigga is the nigga who's on the machine and he got to take a picture after every set. Now he got to do like a motivational speech. My man. Oh, see. Get off the machine. I'll fam. be honest. 
I haven't done machines probably before that kind of stuff started happening. Because yeah. that is true, because there's a lot of gym people now that do those motivational things. I, I got out of the the machine stuff before that. Now I just more, mostly do like treadmill, elliptical, play basketball. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm mostly just, I'm only cardio. Yeah. But like the machines and the weights, I stopped doing that maybe a while ago. So I forgot I, I forgot all about those kind of niggas. Man. I'm still talking about the niggas who grunt. <laughs> there's there's less of the grunts because you know, um it's not that Am big. Am I of an deal. old head? Huh? I'm showing my age. Yo, it'd be, only be old niggas that just be on a treadmill and elliptical and they just walk and they watch sports center and then they get off and it's like, All right, I worked out today. Yeah, I mean I burned six hundred calories. There it is. Because at the end of the day, you know what it is? Some strong niggas. Mm-hmm. You try and play basketball with them, they're about to die afterwards. People get tired, bro. It's natural. But me, I'm the old head watching ESPN. I can play four or five more games. You, Yeah, I can't bench 500 pounds, <laughs> but my heart rate is okay at 160. Yeah. Yours is not okay, brother. You about to die over there. I mean, you get, need get, some ice. Getting tired is getting tired. Some people just out of shape. That's just what it That's is. That's what I'm saying. My goal is to be in shape. I play basketball with a nigga who's like 73 years old. Yeah. He's playing like six, seven games, like hitting cash for game. <laughs> if I could even get halfway. Yeah. Not even like full because that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. If I could even get halfway to that at his age. You're good. I'm perfect, bro. Yeah. I'm perfect. So I'm sure he still eats pork. I'm gonna ask him on Saturday. If I he bet eats you he pork. doesn't eat pork. I bet you he does eat pork. He's what's it called? He's from Venezuela. So Venezuelans eat pork. What I'm saying is, I'm sure. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna. I can down that ledge. It's like saying a Haitian person, 73 years old, he don't eat pork. More than likely, he's eating griot, bro. Yeah, I'm dying on that. I can down that ledge. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If that's a stereotype, I'll take it. The niggas bring empanadas on Saturdays for us to play when we. Finish playing basketball. But that's beef. That's Picadillo. What I'm saying is they're not even bringing fruit to us after <laughs> we're playing basketball. They're bringing like meals and shit like that. Mm, empanada after basketball? That's a nap. I'm already Bro. tired. I'm going to eat an empanada and just be trying to keep You should my head come up. through one day. Maybe. In my neighborhood. It's fun. Okay. It's a lot of fun. It's like 15, 15 to 18 deep. I did Half try to, court. I did try to dunk on you in Vegas. I don't know if you remember that. No. I hella tried to yam on you in Vegas for Brooks' um, bachelor party. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't hit, get it, though. You hit out my hand on the way up. Oh, I blocked it. Yeah. On okay. the way up. Not, the a, way not up. at the top. On the way up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I hella tried, I tried to get you two hands. Definitely not getting the <laughs> two-hand yam. I definitely was going to Oh, it was a, a lower. I'm like, it was a lower rim. Yes. I don't remember you trying it, but I do remember the basketball thing because I, I do remember a lot of basketball yeah. we played. That yeah. was awesome. It was Shout good. out to my man Brooks. Yeah. There's something about basketball that no matter where it is, like it just, like we were at a bachelor thing and we were playing basketball before we got to get ready to go out. I was fine. I didn't Not care about care pre-gaming. In the world. Not a care in the world. That Wake was a, up in the morning, shoot free throws. Airbnb though. Yeah, that was dope. The Airbnb had a pool. Had four holes of golf, a half court. Um, that joint was crazy. Remember when um, homie barbecued the nigga from Mississippi? Yeah, Esquire. Esquire. Mm-hmm. Saved our lives. It's probably some of the best barbecue I've ever had, bro. This, nigga is, had this side of the no Mississippi. No sides, bro. 
You didn't have sides? No, just all protein. No sides. That Nick, shit was so good I didn't even need sides. <laughs> niggas Pause. ate chicken, steak, mm-hmm. ribs. No sides, no rice, no mac, no green beans, nothing. Niggas just ate protein. And if he didn't do that, we would have been on the strip. If we would have been on the strip, mans would have shot while we were on the strip. and would Yeah, work because we were in Vegas during the, mm-hmm. the shooting at the Country Music Festival. We woke up. I don't know how many texts you were missing on yours, but A my job said 120-something. And I had like 20 missed calls. Yeah. And I was like, damn, what the hell's going on? And we gradually all shout out woke to up. my man Meech. Yeah, shout out to my man Meech, boy. <laughs> Cash and wave. I woke up to that. Well, I was like, oh, okay, going back to bed. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. Clearly, word the barbecue and Meech saved our lives. Saved our lives from going to Vegas because we were dead ass. We were three minutes from the strip. Mm-hmm. Wow, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Woke up and. And in fun fact, um, I was I have been within miles of the two biggest massacres in U.S. history. I was downtown when Pulse happened, and I was in Vegas when. Well, that where happened. were you during Pulse? I was at a. I was either at Vintage or I was definitely downtown. Oh, okay. When it happened, because I remember on Orange, so many police cars just like. Flying, flying down orange, flying, flying. I'm like, damn, what the hell's going on? Helicopter, helicopter. And then we find out the next day, like, killed 48 people. Wild. That's crazy. And then we in Vegas. When that happened. And then that happened. I'm like, damn, let me. See, I wasn't even in Orlando when the Orlando thing happened. It was Which wild, is crazy because if I was, I may have been at work because that's right next to the job. It's kind of funny that... Um, it's kind of funny that they consider that to be the biggest massacre. Not to get too Uh-oh. conspiracy, brother, but mad niggas died during slavery. Oh, but they're not going to acknowledge that. Come on. That's, that's late. <laughs> it's easier when you, you know what it is? It's easier when you understand that they're not going to acknowledge it. So you're just like, they're not going to acknowledge it. Okay, so. Because it it's like. They don't care. Exactly. It's like one of those things. Oh, y'all died? Oh, I didn't know that. 48. I mean, you know I mean? 48 people is a lot of people, but mm-hmm. like, you see what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, let's just keep moving. It's like, this isn't about you guys. Right. This is about somebody else. Exactly. Oh, it's okay. kind of that. It's like that kind of concept. So, because I mean, I mean, if you, like you said, you want to get, you don't want to get conspiracy brother, but you want to get technical. They burned a whole city down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. So. Let's just pick the news that's important to us. We're sipping moment. Miller High Life, the champagne of beer. I always enjoyed this beer. <laughs> is that like what the tagline is? Yeah. The champagne, the hella sells the champagne of beer. Oh, champagne of beers. My bad, plural. It's pretty good. I'm trying to get more into champagnes and whiskeys. I went to a whiskey bar recently. Where was that? Oh, well, weird flex. I was in Houston. A couple of days ago. Go on flex, brother. Nope. That's on the, not what on the treadmill, go for it. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> flex the calves on the treadmill. <laughs> go for it, my guy. Elliptical. Mm. Treadmill is bad Correction. on your knees. Correction. Very, very, Elliptical. very bad on your knees. That's why I don't run. I have bad knees. I wish I could run more, but 
Jumper's knee, both knees. Yeah, but jumper's knee is when you hit puberty at 13. Negative. Jumper's knee is... That hit me at 13 <clears throat> for, for puberty. Mm-hmm. Jumper's knee... Ash, you talking about Ashlo Schlatter's? Excuse me? God that's, bless you. <laughs> that's the technical term for it. But yeah, so... No, um, because... When did you get jumper's knee? Believe it or not, I could dunk two hands off drop step, frontwards or reverse, between the ages of 19 and 24 when jumper's knee really tore me up. So I had to wear the vent strap. Yeah. Right. I had it on both knees too. Right. So, oops. Oh, 2000. Oops, all that. Like, I don't know where I got hops from, but I had them. So I was a little nigga that can get up off the ground. So 19 to 24? Yeah, so it was like 20, 2001 yeah. to 2000, maybe 2007, 2008. This one I was heavy playing on Alafaya. And you'd sleep, yeah, and then I'd drop step on your ass. like. But then I don't know how to land because I'm not used to jumping. Mm-hmm. So I'll land on one leg, I'll land on, and then I just randomly just deteriorated that, that cartilage in between my knee and my shin. So now when I run... Them hoes is like bumping, like. So you're talking about you get the bump right here. Yeah. Yeah, I have the same thing. Yeah. But I, mine happened, but mine's not as bad as yours is clearly because mine happened once like puberty, but it's because of the friction of when you keep jumping yeah. from basketball. Yeah. That's what they told me. So I guess. And then playing on concrete. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It happens with growth spurts and stuff. That's when. I it, wish I had a growth spurt. Right. Five nine max. Yep. I'm yep. super mad. <laughs> That's how it goes. My little brother, 6'2". Right. <laughs> well, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? 5'9 <laughs> with a soul of a 6'4", nigga. Tip. I was never a big fan of Tip's raps. Always been a fan of Tip since um, Urban Legend. Urban Legend from like, you know, Trap. Well, you know, he say he invented Trap. He, I mean, I mean, technically, he's the first person to put the name to it, so you've got to give it to him. Mm. It's not much else you can say. Coin, a coin is a coin. Right. If you coin the term, then you just coin the term. T.I. didn't get whacked to me until the show. Oh, his family show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. You know how it was like, you get to know these people that you think are famous, and then you're like, ah. Oh, you get to know them, and you don't really like them? I just don't like that he talks like he got his master's degree in prison. The circumference of the animosity. But I mean, this is the thing. Indubitably. Because normally, normally if you spend a lot of time in prison, there's only two ways that you go. You either become institutionalized or you become educated. He just went the educated route. Yeah. So for some, you know, for some people, it's not even like trying to do it. It's just like when I'm rapping, this is how I'm rapping. But if I'm speaking to you in a certain way, it's easier for me to draw these words than these words because these are the words that I'm accustomed to reading. I'm not even but trying to show off. This is I'm just f- the word I just know. I'm a fan of a person who sounds like what they rap like. I think it's the accent one. Mm. I think it's it's hard to sound educated with a drawl in the southern accent like how heavy mm-hmm. his is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like uh, it just sounds like he sounds like he says mature. Yeah. And that's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Mature versus mature? Yeah. I hate mature. I hate when people say mature. You say economics or economics? Economics. Mm. What do you say? So even, you say economical? Yeah. Okay. Is it economical or economical? Well, it's pronounced with a K. E-K, 
if you look up the the pronunciation is ek. So it's a pro- it's supposed to be Ec- economical. Economic. You say it right. Economic. Oh, okay. I'm like like people say data or data. It's I data. I say data. It's data. Ah. Mm-hmm. It's See, I also say I say salmon. You mm. say salmon. I say you salmon. look like. You look like one you of like those salmon. You look like a salmon ass You look like one of them salmon ass niggas. <laughs> you look like a whole salmon ass um, But yeah, so it's it's kind of st- tomato or uh, tomato. T- the people who say tomato are people from London. So or library. I say library. Yeah, niggas say library. What do you say? I say library because okay, yeah, librarian library. would be like, no, brother, there's another R in there somewhere. I think it's a whole. You think they'd really say that to you? No, I've had it said to me by a librarian. As a youth, yeah, there's another R in there. What'd you say to her as a young Miami killing pigeon, <laughs> young lad? I was like, okay, library. You really said that? I respect authority. Helen taught me to respect authority. Helen. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, you, you could never call your mom by her first name? That's not even like. <laughs> You've never said your mom's first name? I've said it. Like, not to her, not directing. It's not even like, uh, oh my God, I'm going to get slapped. It's yeah. just like, uh, just never even crossed my mind to do. What's your mom's first name? Uh, Marie. Marie Junie. So you you never be like, Marie, you you funny. No, I usually just say mom <laughs> or bro. I call her bro or bruh. There's a there's I've a said um, that. there's a Instagram video of a kid going through school school calling all his teachers by their first name. And the teachers are like, the fuck are you doing? And he was like, hey, Sandra. And she's like, what, what, what is Miss Johnson? Or he's like, hey, David. And all these teachers had like these reactions to like him calling them by their first name. And I was like, it's kind of wild. So it's right. kind of like that with parents. Right. I, was like, all I right. guess it's just like you said, it's a level of respecting that you have to just give, that you have to just show and give as a child. Because if you don't respect authority as a child, then as an adult, and you're out of jail. <laughs> I guess right. You don't and you don't really know what kind of I think of. not respecting authority is the male equivalent of daddy issues for girls. Mm. Girls with daddy issues tend to make poor decisions. Boys who don't respect authority tend to make poor decisions. Right. I know I know I know men personally who go after women that have daddy issues. Cuz they personally cuz they are not shit. That's called a predator, bro. But <laughs> that is called a predator. I mean, okay, it's fine. It's, it's manipulative. You're, you're a terrible pre- Whoever listens to this and you only going after girls with daddy issues, you asking girl, um, was it just you and your mom or <laughs> Yeah, just me and my trying mom. Trying to fish for details. Trying to trying to make sure Fish for deets. It was, like, it was like, no, you know, I had both parents. Oh, okay, well, nice meeting you. Oh, it was just you and your mom. Okay, where's your dad? Nowhere in sight. Dang, That's you're so crazy. beautiful. Look at you. Have, are those your eyes? Oh, wow, I like what you did with your edges. How you like got three swoops? Damn, girl, you talented as hell. Shower her with compliments. Y'all ain't shit. The niggas who do that are high levels of. What did shit. you say? The three what? <laughs> you know, how girls get the toothbrush and they hit you with the three swoops. Ah, uh, the Aaliyah. Yeah, hit you hard with the swoops. Damn, you took your time to do those. If you compliment a girl on them swoops, she will fall in love with you because she took her damn and then cat eyes, swoops and cat eyes. If you know those two terms, and you can specifically come 
Damn, then cat eyes sharp. You did that. <laughs> she gonna be like, damn, this nigga knows details. I like this nigga. <laughs> cat eyes, gentlemen, and, and if you don't know what cat eyes are, it's when the mask when the mascara hit the eyes and it goes at a point. Boom, hit the side of her face. Say, damn, them cat eyes is hitting, and and then just leave that there. She gonna be like, what's your name? Who me? I'm nobody, girl. You ain't gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't nobody. My man had me, boy. <laughs> I ain't nobody. Well, yeah, you're right. I guess that is the male equivalent. Because if you don't have, um, you have um, things for authority, that's because the father wasn't there. So it's really just the mom kind of instructing you how to do things. And Damn, fathers are important. important. You're not really afraid of your mother. Yeah, fathers are important. Damn. On Fuck. both sides. I thought it was just for the girls. It just kind of hit me. Hell, John Mayer made a whole song about it. Wow. I mean, I didn't grow up with a father. I didn't meet him until I was 15. Um, Helen did a good job, I think. I mean, I did okay, I guess. True. I did okay. The hood raised me kind of, if, if I keep it a being. Um, but I had good hood role models. OGs are very, very, very important. Your old heads and your big homies, your big homies are like, you don't realize how important your big homies are mm-hmm. until you get older and you realize you kind of become a mm-hmm. blend of them. Yep. In some essence, it may not even be um, what you do for work, mm-hmm. but your foundation, yeah, your essence is pretty much those things that they kind of instilled in you. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Because like my, I guess, you know what I mean? Like you said, the hood kind of raised you. So your big homies were kind of people that you kind of knew around your way, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, mine are like my dad and like two, maybe two or three of my cousins. Mm-hmm. And you know, you kind of, kind of grab certain things from each person, and mm-hmm. it kind of, just kind of put it in a blender, and you just kind of mix it together. Be yourself, without even realizing mm-hmm. it until you're older and you talk to them. You're like, oh wow, okay, yeah, you gave me this game, huh? Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like this. It only kind of makes sense if yeah. they're older than you. How else would you get it? This is true. I'm a big, I'm a firm believer. I think we talked about it last time. I'm a firm believer in like mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, in some sense. Yeah. Mentors, you know, exposure, like all that good stuff. Um, I'm, I've also committed to if I can help, I'm going to help. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I can, if I see you doing your thing and then you hit a wall, if I can help, I'll help. Right, because it's important to kind of be, um, be what you always needed mm-hmm. or what you always wanted. So I've I've given like stuff away. Um, I've done stuff for free, just on the strength of keeping you going. Right, you know what I mean? Because somebody did it for me. Same thing. Somebody did it for me. That's how I even got in this game. Right, you know right. what I mean? But um, I've committed to that. Like I'm not I'm not OD generous, but if I see you like. You know, you're doing your thing, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying. If I can help you get to wherever, like, the next step is or the next, you know, milestone, and it's something that I can do, I've committed to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to, I'm just going to help. I'm just going to help. Whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm just going to help. It's not always money. Sometimes it is money, but it's not always money. Um, I gave a person a camera. Um, I've done, like, not bragging on self. But just saying, like, if somebody needs help, they're trying to get to the next level. And I think everybody should kind of be that way. 
you know, if paid you, for it in some sense. Yeah, if you can help, um, just be be what you always needed yourself, because it's just a lot of shit that I needed for myself that I just couldn't get. Um, some people gave it to me, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, gave it to me or connect me with somebody who could give it to me. So mm-hmm. that's a big sidebar, but be what you always kind of be what you always needed from other people. Mm. Ah, that's a good that's a good gem. Yeah. I always wonder what it's like to meet me. Like I'd love to meet me. You ever think about stuff like that? Like what people's impression is of you when they meet you? Yeah, like you like what is it like to be around P? Like from the perspective of P. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's it like to meet you, chill with you? You do kind of, you know, sometimes I am you you become a little like I for me I'm usually surprised when people say certain things. Mm-hmm. Or certain people kind of have like almost like an affinity towards you, like mm-hmm. a likeness towards you, and you're just like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Well, like, what is that? Like, what makes that happen? Right. Like, uh, I thought we were cool. I didn't realize we were this cool. <laughs> it's like, okay, that happens to me more than anything. Yeah. Like to go towards what you're saying, like mm-hmm. it happens to me more often than anything else, where it's just like, "Oh, I didn't know you fuck with me like that." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. This is how well, see, our friendship is. Right. So I want to. Because I have degrees of separation. Right. So like for me, it's like you're here. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anywhere closer to me. Even if I can talk to you like, mm-hmm. you know, Bert and Ernie. And it's just like. But to them, they're closer to you than. You are to me. Yeah. Until you say that, then it's like, well, okay, well, if I'm closer to you, then I guess. Right. I'll, I'll just halfway. let you in. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll at least meet you halfway. I'm not going to be a. I, that's. That's the best way. I'm not going to be a dick yeah. and you're trying to extend your hand and I'm just pushing it away right, in some right. kind of friendship. I'm like, so defensive. Right. Like I'm defensive, but like if you're trying to do something and you know what I mean, befriend me or some type mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? Then I'm just like, okay, well, cool. Cause I'm very guarded. Yeah. So I, so, say, I say my life is an open book, but a gated community. Mm. Cause it's, it's, it's one, it's both. You ask me anything, I'll tell you anything. But for me to call you friend, homie, cause I, I I have I don't have a lot of friends, but I know a lot of people, mm. and that's there's a difference. Mm. You know what I mean? So if I call somebody friend, then that like that vetting process is like crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? Because in my mind, it's sad to think, but in my mind, I meet people. You start with two strikes. If you're mm. family, you start with one strike. Mm. Once you get that third, it's like I'm not I'm not done with you in the sense of I won't hit you back, but I'm gonna limit. The type of energy I give to you in return for whatever you give to me. Right. Because you tried me. Right, right. If you tried me once, you're going to try me again. Mm. But I'm not going to be the boo-boo the fool to just keep putting my hand out and you slap it, put it again and you slap it. And um, that might not be a good way to look at life, but. It's like a protection. It's a shield. Yeah, life is short, man. Yeah, you Um, can't just give your energy to everybody. Exactly. You always get damaged in the process. It's like like with social media. Mm -hmm. Like you got to purge. Right. You, if they're not really adding nothing to like your, because that scrolling, all, you, all you're doing is like you're opening up yourself to whatever energy the people are putting out on the timeline. Mm-hmm. So if they if they posting about negativity, talking about how hard life is and how niggas ain't shit and all that stuff, every time you scroll, that stuff is getting into like your, and then it could shift your mood totally. Mm-hmm. So you got to go through that social media, and if if I scroll up. And you ain't talking about life. You ain't talking about you know how good life is. You ain't. It's no positivity. So you know, I gotta just remove you. I gotta either remove you. Or I gotta mute you. Some people you you, you gotta mute because if you remove them, that's a whole phone call. Right. Because 
Really? Mm-hmm. Still? That top eight shit never went away, my guy. That what's it called? Like, that whole you calling me because I removed you, that I thought that was, that shit that ended no. in MySpace. Some people, some people will hit your line. Also, I don't have people Also, like, jokey like, oh, dang, I thought we was following each other. We're looking for explanation. I don't have homies. I don't, I don't, not homies, because social media, they're not really your homies. You right. have homies and then a lot of other people. You just know them. Yeah. I would know a lot of people that I've, I've unfriended yeah. tons of people. Same. After a while, it's just like, you don't want to say I don't care what you're doing, but it's like, this is, it just becomes redundant, like you say. I guess, like you said, the purge. I don't do it very often, and mm-hmm. it's not like, uh, like I remember you said one day, like you have like days where you just like purge days. Yeah, in off, essence, get off the lot time. Yeah, so it's like for some reason for me, it's just like I just kind of remove it, and at you know, as you're scrolling, you're just like, I'm still following this person. Yeah, I really don't. I don't we don't engage in no way. I don't care at all what you're yeah. doing. I haven't talked to you. I haven't even seen you. Yeah. in like eleven years. <laughs> Bye bye. Yeah. So I don't have to see you anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, they speaking of what's it called? That's a good uh tangent. Mm-hmm. You heard that they're removing the likes off of Instagram. I love it, hundred percent. Captain will go down thirty six percent nationwide. Right, because nationwide, Cap will go down sixty percent because now the clout isn't visible. So now for a nigga to be even be like, yo, I got mad likes on my post. You got to screenshot that because you can see the likes, but public can't see the likes. That's the setup. Um, So they know it's almost like how Tumblr is. So if you haven't noticed, the follower count on your Instagram account is not as prominent as it used to be. It's much smaller and it's much lower. Um, Before it was like follower count, your profile photo, and then everything else. Now it's your profile photo, description, and then your follower count. So with the I never notice these kind of things. It's my business. Oh, okay. I'm like, I have wow. To, I okay. have to notice stuff. So with with the likes going away, um, then actually, yo, yeah, that's a good way to ask your perspective on this. Since this is your, mm-hmm. since you do content, how do you feel about this? In a in a sense of, like, fuck the clout chasing yeah. thing. Then now, in a sense of for your business, how do you feel on? The likes coming off because now people may look at your page and not know if this is something that's the world up and coming mm-hmm. or if this is something that's been in, you know, if you've been in business since 19, blah, 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 or I guess what, 2000, 2000, 2000, what was it, 19, 2014, 2014. Mm-hmm. So how would they know now? I mean, besides the, your description, but how do they know that you're, you, you haven't been doing this since 2014 and nothing's really been trans grabbing from this. How do you yeah. feel about ever that s- aspect going away? Ever since you were able to buy followers and buy or, likes, yeah. ever since you've been able to do that, um, follower counts aren't the real metric anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about the engagement. If you know, you know kind of thing. <laughs> right. So if real ones know that if a person has 30,000 followers, um, but they average 70 likes, 12 comments, there's a, not right, there's a website called socialblade.com and you can put any account on any social media into that website, just at whatever their name is, and it'll give you the real metrics on that social media account. Average likes, average comments, all that stuff. How many, how many followers you had in the last 30 days? 
It's almost like Carfax, but for social media accounts. Mm. So when somebody says, oh, I have X amount of followers, that's why I charge X amount of dollars. Um, those of us that work in social media know that your engagement is what's real. Not how many, that number, that number right next to your name, fake. It could be fabricated. I can, I can send somebody a hundred followers right now, literally right now, a couple taps on my phone because I know the game. Like our, our social media now, so, um, studio social is at 2,500. Mm-hmm. Those are real people. If I wanted studio to go up to 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 followers, I could do that for under a hundred dollars and mm. get us up to 10,000. Mm-hmm. But it's not real people. I mean, there are people, but it's like ghost accounts. Bots. Right. Because you, if you remember, um, not too long ago, Instagram did a purge. Yeah, I remember that. And niggas stuff got cut, like, right. chopped. It lets you know who was really out here buying followers. Mace shut down his whole Instagram. Right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> because it was all cap. It's right. all like you, a couple thousand dollars. If I can get you to 7000 for under $100, what, what can you do doing? for $1,000? Right, exactly. Right. You're fa- like you're famous, famous. You right, can get right, verified right. for that kind of money. Right. Right? Um, mm. So with the likes going away, now you have to get more creative with your content. You got to really get people to engage. And now if you really want to show off, oh, how many likes you do, you got for this, that, and the third, you got to go to extra step. You got to screenshot that, then post it just to, just to show off how many likes you got. And on that note, that's like liking your own photo. It's a, it's a self high five. I'm right, high five right, right. myself. Right, right. So how I feel about it, I love it. Because it is funny when you look at people's pages and then you see their own thing, like their own. It's like, it's like, why are you liking your own? Why okay. are you liking your own post? Like, come on, guy. I remember that. that I remember those. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, don't don't jerk yourself off on the on the timeline, bro. That's what it was. Yeah, jerk yourself off. But I I like it because now um, people will stop doing things for clout. People will stop. Like it'll go down because likes follows. Drug. It's like a drug. If I okay, same thing happened with um, what's his name? Um, Boom, Boom Gang. Remember him? Mm-hmm. He was going into like jewelry stores, snatching Rolexes and running. Right. And people would chase him. It's all clout. So now he's comes. He comes back. He had a wild life. He was doing. He was doing like slick porn on the timeline. Right. Right. And now he's like, that wasn't me. I was only doing it for clout. I was only doing that to get attention. That's not the real me. I don't want to be that type of example. It's like attention is a hell of a drug. That is true. So now people can't see that light count. Now it's like. It almost kills the whole business. It kills. Yeah. So now social media can be what it's meant to be. It's just I'm just sharing without no intention. Photo albums. Right. I don't need a return. Not a business. Um. Yeah. So now you got to create content that's like really, really engaging. Because even if you have 100,000 followers, I'm not impressed by that. You know what I mean? Because I know how accessible that number really is. Mm. What I'm looking at is, okay, you got posts. How many how many likes you getting per post off of this 100,000 people? Mm. Are you getting 40,000 likes per post? You got some good engagement. You're getting 20,000 likes per post? You got some good engagement. You barely cracking 1,000. Something's not adding up. It's bad math. <laughs> Something, yeah. Quick math. When, when, when are they um, discontinuing the likes? Do you know? It's already started in some small markets. So it launched this week. Oh, okay. So it's la- it launched in some smaller markets. Probably like in Arkansas somewhere. You know, somewhere so now where- when you go on somebody's page, 
on a picture, you don't see the likes. You just see the picture just in the see comments. The, see the picture in the comments. And then you also have the option to turn the comments off. Um, but but right now, it's just picture and comments, which is takes us back to them Tumblr vibes. That's why Tumblr is still here. Tumblr right, is right. just about sharing. There's no clout in Tumblr. Right, right. It's just sharing pictures and videos and same, content. Same thing with Twitter. Right. Right. Twitter, I mean, it's pretty much been the longest one. No Twitter competitor. Was, well, Twitter and Facebook. But Facebook was... Oh, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter and yeah. Facebook. Was there was two. only one Twitter competitor. It was called Yak. Um, but that quickly died. Right, because there's Twitter. Because it's Twitter. There's right. Twitter is just a message board mm. um, or just like a slower paced chat room. Right. Um, so when they, as soon as they do that, bro, I'll be so happy because now people got to really like work. If you, they're trying to do the content mm-hmm. stuff, it's like you it's more about work and not just who you know trying to just get into the loopholes. I'm, I'm, I want to see how they're going to, because I'm pretty sure people will still figure out a way to make their likes visible. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I like how Instagram is going or Facebook is going. It's like, let's focus on sharing. That's what it's about. Mm. It's not about getting likes. It's mm-hmm. about sharing. But And just keep it moving from there. Yeah, I dig it. I definitely think it's dope. Did you hear the Yay album? I did. What do you think? The replay value on it for me has been great. And I was very surprised about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the video he had with his pop was kind of trash. Oh, I didn't watch it. I forgot it, that he it was. That. It was um, Otis in snow with his dad. Remember what it did to the Maybach? Yeah, it was just like them in vehicles, not as energetic, you know. But they're just on his property. He bought four thousand acres. Right, right in Wyoming. 4,000 acres. <laughs> my my um, brother-in-law sits on four acres. And that shit is a lot. Just to look and be like, damn. Yeah, four acres. Yeah, four acres is a lot. One acre, I mean, that's that's a lot. 4,000 acres. That's He's trying c- to make a warehouse to build easy in. We'll talk about that in a little bit. That's a city. Pretty much. 4,000 acres? Pretty much. But the, I, I, like, I like the album. Um, I like it because... Uh, it's positive. Um, if it's a return to form in a lot of ways, if if as a Christian hip hop album, it's not that good. That's what a lot of people who are. If you just keep it a being Christian, like yeah, hip hop people say yeah. that same if, thing. As a CHH album, it's not that good. It's okay, um, because, but because it's yay, it gets a pass. It's that pass, yeah. yeah. But I've been playing it a lot for for some reason. Hmm. I've been playing. I've been playing it a lot. Hmm. I guess I guess it it talks to a certain situation in me. Mm. Nice, but okay. what do you think of it? Oh, uh, I listened to it twice. Uh, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was it was. I'm. I'll be honest. It was definitely better than the last one. The the bipolar one. Mm-hmm. I oh. I mean, I we've already we've already discussed that album and how much I dis, disliked it on the podcast. Yeah. So I don't have to do it again. But um, this album I liked. There were some good songs. On it, um, the content was good. I got a chance to um, go to watch the movie. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, what was that like? Was it just a show, or you know what? It's been a while since we. This came out what two weeks ago? The mm-hmm. movie. It was very interesting because it seemed like I guess we could talk about it now because now if you haven't seen it, spoiler, like, yeah. just way too way 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 too late. I'm going to paint a picture. So it's almost like, imagine Ye, you know, Ye's a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine Ye's late for church. Yeah. 
Church has already started. Maybe like he's like 30 minutes late, 45 minutes late. Mm-hmm. You know, church is always like it's always singing throughout the service. Yeah. Different songs hit you in different ways. But, you know, the powerful songs are usually at the end because that's when they try to break at least Christian churches. Mm-hmm. Catholic churches are, aren't like that. But mm-hmm. Christian churches, in essence, that I've seen, they're all kind of in the same. They fit the same mold. Towards the end, they try to hit you with the powerful songs to get you to come to the front to mm-hmm. see if they can come, if you can come get saved. Yeah, that's that's usually how they go. Say if it's like an hour and a half, maybe like that fifty minute hour mark. That's when it's going to start. So imagine somebody's late for church because they're so busy with whatever they're doing in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. To the point now that they come to the songs and they come to the most powerful songs in the service. And they're so humbled by the service and they're so humbled by the music that they want to help and they want to start helping the church. Almost in a sense of so humble that they want to start sweeping the floors. Mm. And then they want to start creating music in the church. Okay. That was the movie. That didn't give me a... That's what I got from the movie. Okay. So... Is no performance. It's just it's no. It's like it's like uh, the behind the scenes of how the album came about, or is it like the black album but for Christian albums? Nah, it almost felt like a service, and then towards the end, if it's like an eight song service, I would say five songs he wasn't even there, and then the sixth song he comes toward no maybe like five and a half he comes mm-hmm. the sixth song he's kneeling. The seventh song plays. So was it like Runaway? Where it's like the songs, basically the songs tell the story and then he's just part of the visuals. You've see, you seen Runaway, yes? Yeah. Nope. Fair maybe. Fair. Maybe somewhere towards the Kinda Runaway like vibe. Yeah. But it gave me the, it gave me that feeling like maybe whatever Ye is doing, because I still, I'm still not. Sold. I mean, I don't really, it doesn't really matter because yeah. it's none of my business if yeah. he is or isn't. But it gave me more of a, it gave me more clarity into if this is serious or not. It felt more serious after I watched the movie because of what I just told you. Right. I don't know why I saw it that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not even the way he was supposed to like show it, but that's just the way that I saw it. Yeah. It just seemed like, cause for at least four or five of the songs, he wasn't even there. Mm. So it was almost like, who are these people? It was just the people from the Sunday service that are on, um, that he's just touring with all over Instagram. That's, that's who the people were. It was those people. In the but movie. if you knew who those people were, then, then you would, re- I only realized it because of the guy, the mm. guy who kind of has that old school, Haircut George Jefferson with the glasses. Mm-mm. He's the, I'm I guess not, he's like the conductor of the band. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Of the, I guess choir they're called. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that gave me a little bit more clarity into what he was doing and to if I feel like it's more real or not. Because after that, it made me feel like we may have like slowly, we could have lost EA. Like we could have like genuinely lost Kanye West. So that's literally just like what I got from the movie because it just seems like, you know, with with anybody, you know, you're just so busy with your life, your day to day, blah, 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 your, your everyday hustle, whatever you're doing. And with Ye, you know, since it just seemed like at least visually, 
to the audience, it just seemed like he was spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, now watching the movie and then seeing everything that he's saying after, it's almost like the proof is in the pudding almost. Now, I will say this also now in reverse. This is always a reverse, like mm-hmm. a what if kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, playing the Jesus card is weird. Why you call it a Jesus card? Like the religious card. Yeah, yeah. Like to try to like get people to like you, pay, get sympathy. Do you think that's what he's get on? Get money. I'm not saying he is. Mm-hmm. I always hope that nobody is because like it's just a nasty thing it's to manipulative. be on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people really, really pour out their souls to this thing. So for you to just be playing with it for any kind of ploy, it just seems, it's just, it's just very gauche to me. Yeah. Like, it's just something that you just, you. it's just something that just, does, it lacks class, it lacks class. Yeah. Like, it's just something that you're not supposed to do. So I just hope that he's not doing that. But something about him running for president in 2024, mm-hmm. it just goes along the lines of everything that he's doing right. now. It's all a marketing play. For that. Yeah. But he's always said he's going to run. Right. But even before, you know, MAGA hats, long before that, he said he was going to run. When did he say that before MAGA hats? This was... Um, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just asking. Um, this remember. was... this was. I can remember he had on... Um, I think it was the easy season two. He had on like a tan something. He was like my idols, Ford, uh, da 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 da. And he was just like going. I remember. Um, I remember a much much dank. Um, made a joke about it, but he did say he was going to run long time ago. The reason why I say, I mean, okay, but the reason why I say that is. With all the damage that he did, for him to be doing damage control, he can't run in 2020. Because remember, initially he wanted to run in 2020. That's mm-hmm. what he initially said. Once he started getting closer to, you know, I guess, I don't want to call it the MAGA hat thing because it just sucks that that was just a time in his life. Yeah. Right, I feel like so the stupid. MAGA hat is like the Mavericks finals for LeBron. Mm. It's just a nasty time that you just try to just out of nowhere, really, really, and didn't really try to like. Year. You just really try to block that memory in your head for someone that you just really enjoy. But it is what it is. The maga maga hat happened. That's it. So I just feel like, but for the damage control that what he was trying to do, it just wasn't enough time. So that's why he had to push it to twenty twenty four. So that's why I'm always getting, that's why I still get a little leery about this transition in this Christian music that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Because in order to, like I said, last podcast, he already has the hip hop people. He has to get the Christian people. Do you think that's, I don't think that's the goal. I'm hoping that, I I don't think that's the goal either. Mm -hmm. But for some reason... Part of me can't just a hundred percent think that it's not that it can't be the goal. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like impossible. Because uh, to be president, you got to really do a lot of things that Ye's got a lot to do to even think about I, going I think for what's, president. What's happening now is Ye's being genuinely embraced by uh, a real community. Because prior to, he was just doing stuff for, for like just the hustle. Like he was just doing mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but now I think Ye has found a community that like really like embraces him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he's made like a lot of like wild decisions in the past. Mm-hmm. But you have to admit, it's the most stable Ye that we've had in a while. Is is less wilding, you know, or uh, or less reports of him wilding, even in the way he handled what happened between him and um his wife it was just mm-hmm. like yo I don't want you to wear that stuff it makes me feel away as a husband. And he was like oh okay well all right, cool and he just kind of like walked out. Um, we just got to see I and I get why you feel like he's trying to get you know it's 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 almost a campaign. You want to get Alabama. Kind of like that, you like a get, slow campaign. Yeah, you want to get everybody on the side. You want to get white evangelicals. You want to get young millennial black. Like, I can see like why you feel like, you know, he's on the campaign run right now for 2020. Like, I don't think it's a, I don't think he's on the campaign run. I'm mm-hmm. just saying there's a possibility mm-hmm. that this could be what he's doing as well. Because, you know, he's also an artist. Artists change. Artists change like the weather. Mm-hmm. And Ye changes, his music changes with whoever he surrounds himself with. I think the beginning of this transition birth-wise was always like, I think it may have been when he had to start baptizing his children. Ye was never really like, you don't really hear about Ye going to church like that. Like you hear him making like, God references in his music, but you never really heard about him going to church. He was always in church baptizing his kids in some, he was baptizing his kids in like six different churches, six different religions. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's six different doctrines that you're constantly hearing. You hear enough doctrine from it. This stuff is powerful at the end of the day. It's not, it's, I mean, they don't call it the greatest book of all time. So how much time do we give Ye before we feel like this is a genuine change? Oh, genuine, like there's no, like there's no other possibility of what he's doing. Yeah, like, like I'm straight, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I'm only, I'm a straight believer. I'm not doing no more like, you know, hoes, money, clothes, drug talk, music. Like I'm strictly believer. This is it. Well, if he's doing the no money drug talk thing, it makes it. Him running in 2024 and him saying that it's running in 2024 now makes everything seem like it's a campaign now. Because, like, I mean, you're older than I am and we're not we're not young, mm-hmm. which means we've seen enough c- campaigns to know mm-hmm. once we, it's campaign you know season, mm-hmm. it's time for campaign season. It's just that's just what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Donald Trump wasn't acting wild for no reason. He was hitting a demographic that liked that stuff. Mm-hmm. Overt racism. It's a it's a. It's a it's a campaign. That's what he just had to do. Yeah. Because there's no way if Donald Trump was doing those kind of things, he would have been on the TV show. Yeah. Hosting a TV show. It doesn't add up. Right. Right. Those kind of things don't add up to each other. You know what I mean? Doesn't equate. He would have already been off mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. So he had a, dem- a certain demographic. So for me, it would just 
for him saying that he's running in 2024 just makes it a little bit harder to um you believe it but you also believe that it could be a campaign because you need for you to even think about running for president one you have to do certain things mm. you have to live in a certain life because i mean and God we trust is the is the thing on. I mean, I mean, Trump kind of broke all of that. He's the first president that we had that has no political background at all. He has no political background, but the evangelicals love him because he's rich, and rich people look out for rich people, which is why a lot of like black, like young black millennials vote for Trump because of tax breaks. Mm-hmm. I know, I know some personally, and I called him and I was like, I had a long conversation. I was like, so even with all this Guantanamo Bay, all this overt racism, like all this, you still vote for this person and will revoke for them again. And this person was like, yeah, because speaking of free Palestine, <laughs> facts, um, because, yeah, like they're like the tax breaks, the, the rich will continue to get richer if a person who's in power, if, if POTUS is only kind of cares about that one percent. And you in the one percent, and you're good. Then you're good, and you can kind of blind eye, you know. In the same way, during the Holocaust, Jewish companies are making guns and bullets, selling to the Nazis to kill Jews because of the dollar. You, you. That's be- another story about Jewish people. Yeah, because that's very intense. Because you become that, like you're the value. I did not know they were doing that. The value of the dollar becomes higher to you. Wow. Then, human life. Yeah. Then, then even l- the life of your own kind. Like, and granted, w- this is the right that we have. You can vote for whoever you want to. Um, and this person told me I would wear a MAGA hat, but on the days that I do, I need to be prepared to defend my position and why I decided to do it. Right. So to me, it's wild. Um, regardless of how much money I could make, I can't turn a blind eye to how he treats a person of color, how he talks to a person of color, um, and still be like, that's my president, and I'm voting again. For him again. And and this person said, I'm voting for him again, no doubt about it. Right. It's not even a question. Not even a question, because I'm making money. So at that, where are your values at that point? What do you value more, human life or the dollar? Because it's kids in cages, not right. in not in jail, in cages. Right. There's a difference. Right. A jail is a cage, but at least you can stand up and walk around in a jail. In a jail, in a cage, you just sit Indian style. Right. This is what like happened. A dog almost. Right. This person wants to like the country is the most divided it's ever been. I do a walk on um in the mornings, clear my head, do like a prayer walk. Trump Pence uh, lawn signs are going up. Mm-hmm. Starting now, and then you can't walk by that and not feel nothing. It's it's kind of crazy, because now I look at my neighbor and I'm like, "Wow, right? That's who you are." Because you stand by it, you're guilty by association, good, bad, or indifferent. That's He's winning it. again next year. That's your man's right. He's winning next year too. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he's not losing because there's no real competition. It's a joke. The competition that we have against him is like, come on, guys. Unless but, unless somebody sprouts out of the ground 
that that has everything that we're looking for. Because if if the first they female president, sprouted. this is true. If the first female president couldn't get in, that's then then it's going to be a double term, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pass something that would a loophole to allow a third. I will not be surprised. Yeah, if there is kind of pushing for it, that's it. Because now we getting into now we get into Korea vibes, right? Like I'm always president. <laughs> you think you think, he going over there trying to get the infrastructure? Like right. So, so how how do you set it up to where like it's always just you? What else are they gonna talk about? Right. Or just can they talk about? They don't even have the same government. What what are we gonna do? What, we, I'm we sure tra- he's not trying to be have a dem- democracy. We, we trading? Is there some sort of trade that's happening? We buying stuff from you? We selling stuff to you? What's happening? What are we really talking about over there? Talking about tyranny is what we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're over there discussing the structure of tyranny. Picture well, that, bro. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to picture it. He's winning next year, so he's winning next year, and then 2024. I guess it's gonna be Trump versus Ye. At that point. And whoever else decides that it's cool enough to run for president. That's what Trump has set up. So now all the rules, you need to be this age, you need to be have this background, gone. Right, you just need to do this. Now it's high school election. Pure po- purely popularity based. Right, it is right. That's a good way to put it. It's high school. Oh, That's I, li- I like Will Smith more than I like him. So right. I guess I was voting for Will. Right. Will and Jada for president. Fuck out of here. America, man. <laughs> this is what we have in America. Yeah. For the most part, this is what we have in America. And it's like, it's sad, but it's just the reality. We have to remove Instagram likes and people are up in arms because people can't see how many likes they first, have on First comments. world problems. Exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. People don't even have bread. <laughs> We're talking about this kind of stuff. But... Um, but you never saw, you didn't see the Jesus is King movie. No, I was honestly, I was still on the fence on about the whole thing. Cause like you, it's too convenient. You know, you have artists who do Christian albums all the time. Mm-hmm. Mace, Snoop, you know, Montel Jordan, rest in peace. Um, all these people like Montel Jordan's still alive. Um, all these people who are doing like they just do gospel albums just because they live this wild and crazy life, mm-hmm. and then they encounter the Lord for real, for real, not what they their parents pushed them into, but they have a real encounter with God, and then they change, and we as the people who are who are we to be like he gonna be back, right? You just gotta gotta roll with them, you know. Saul turned to Paul, so can't keep reminding Paul that Saul. Hey, didn't hmm. he used to be Saul? Where do you work? You were Saul. Cutting niggas' ears off. That was you? Yeah. So I changed. Nigga, that was yesterday. I changed, fam. And we can't can't keep reminding people who they are. Hell. Right. How are they ever going to change? Exactly. And you're not even really helping their progress. You're kind of. That's what's happening now. People are like, oh, you want to change? We'll embrace you. Mike Todd, all these people, all these pastors just embracing them. Like, all right, you decide you want to change, then. Here it is. Come on in. Because we will accept you as you are. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge you. It's real talk. Yeah, fact. That's real talk. They are the first ones to judge you. 
in the church and uh yeah because authenticity is a big deal for believers yeah like are you just trying to you trying to marry my daughter or are you just trying to have sex with my daughter that's how they view christianity mm-hmm. it's like you 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 like for real you kind of for real yeah they'll just give you the side eye and then you just have to you know keep living and then they'll eventually okay um, any of the churches, this, this is a side subject, but mm-hmm. any of the churches you ever frequented or go to, do they ever have any kind of, um, like the deacons doing stuff with the women? I think it's happened in every, oh, I don't say every situation. Um, man, I had scandals. There we go. Are, are there any scandals in the churches you've been to? I don't yeah. need details. Just how does it. Okay. So yes. Yeah. I had a scandal with MySpace. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't need the details because sure. just in case. Sure. So how are the relationships after the scandal happens? Relationships between the people in the church? I always wondered that. Uh, it depends, right? Depends on the maturity of the, of the people who are handling said scandal. In the scandals that you were in. Right. So the, or not in, but. I was so. in one. I was in one. My um, man. <laughs> I was definitely in one. Um, So I was a part of this church and um, I would go, this guy was calling himself my spiritual father. Like I really looked up to him like, because he, we were close in, not close in age, but he was close enough to be my pops. Um, And he was, he took me under his wing. He was like, you remind me of myself when I was younger. I was big on mentorship at that time. I remember the first red flag I had seen, uh, we went to, uh, went to his crib and it was a bunch of people there. And then um, stopped by Publix. We just talking about the Lord and, you know, boom, boom, boom. And we just chopping it up big time. And then, you know, buys a 12 pack. You know what I mean? And for me, um, not being as mature as as I am now, there, there's, you know, the Bible talks about being drunk and getting drunk and drinking wine or whatever. It's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to get drunk. Right, because you know the popes and the one; those are the ones who made beer, exactly, and wine. And wine. Right. So it's, the sin isn't the, the act; it's just getting drunk, gluttony, gluttony. Yeah. Uh, so that threw me off because I wasn't. I was, but I, I kind of let it go. He got a twelve pack, and then he just thought he's not supposed to drink. Yeah, I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, what's this? Um, so long story short, what ended up happening was, um, in these chill sessions, niggas got too comfortable, right? So pastor. Pastor ended up messing with the accountant. Um, one of the girls who was struggling with her identity sexually um, was like, you know, she was part of this little clique. And ever since I went to the first clique hangout outside of church, I was like, I don't want no part of that smoke because I smelt it from my way. So um, I used to book, because I used to rap Christian hip hop. So I used to book gigs for this thing that we had where we would bring in artists. Mm-hmm. So I was like, a&R almost liaison between our church and so I'll bring in all these artists whatever man one day I wake up on my space man I get a message and I was like yo it was like yo what's up with your pastor I was like everything good I mean what you mean he's like man you been on my space today I was like no Psh, my man um the girl who was struggling with sexuality she she outs the pastor and the accountant so they getting into like this I read the whole thing they got into like this back and forth in some sort of comments or something like that on, on his homepage, you know, you can leave on a board or whatever. Um, he was like, uh, he was like, you effing 
fag, you know, you like eating pussy, and then the pastor. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then she goes, well, when were you going to tell everybody that you're sleeping with da-da-da-da? Does your wife know that you've been sucking on da-da-da titties? And this is all happening in the on the page. Oh, comments. And I'm reading through it, and this is it's live happening. And then he goes, um, oh, you know, this church stuff ain't nothing. I can go to a different city, start this all over again. You know, this ain't nothing. You know, people like you ain't never going to be shit. Like, in, bro, going in. And I'm just reading this. I'm just devastated because, like, I'm. this is, like, my mans. Like, we supposed to be, like, mm. and people know that this my mans. Right. And that's why they hit you. So I'm caught in the middle of it and people just like concerned about how I was feeling about it because I'm constantly bragging on man. I'm like, yo, you know, change my life. He poured into my life and stuff. So I was right in the middle of that tornado. So that scandal happened. And I just, for the next maybe five years, I didn't even check for church because I looked at it horizontally person to person. I was like, but then, you know, God convicted me and he was like, if you focus on people, then me always and, be let down. Me and you, yeah, oh, we'll never get close. So I've been in, I've been in scandals like that. There was a scandal with a pastor here. Um, money, cocaine, strippers, suicide, OD, <laughs> all over the news. Whoa. And and that was like in a lot of, and that was a big church. Mad people just either left church, left that church. Or left God because you're looking up to this person and you're looking up to the person and then you hear the reports and it's like, can't be, can't be. But again, man, you got to, your relationship got to be vertical and they got to stay vertical. We got to talk about these stories more offline. Yeah. Off wax because I need to hear about this. This sounds very intriguing. It it was, it was a soap opera. Clearly. It It was cheating. Cocaine, overdose, money, stripper, helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. Wow. Man's had a hell yeah. It was like that. But stuff like that happens, scandals happen. People <clears throat> abandon God. They blame God for it. Mm-hmm. Can't blame God. It's the person. You got it's the We're person. All humans. Some people they bounce back. They go through these things, you know, whatever. They cheat. They do whatever. And they can bounce back because at the end of the day. If we can't forgive each other, God can't forgive us. That's just that's just scripture. Mm. You know what I mean? So we have to be, I can forgive you, but I can still not check for you. Right, right, right. I forgive you for what you did. I'm not going to let you in anymore mm. um, because I don't want to be hurt again. But scandal, man, them scandals, it throw people off because it's confusing. It's like, but this is my man of God. This is my pastor. Right. He's not, he's supposed to be above all this. Can't, bro. You can't. Money, fame, hell of a drug, man. That jump will make you look around and not value anything but your bank account. You know how men's a man's mood, emotions tied directly to the bank account. Fact. Yeah. So you I'm ain't victim to that. You, ain't, you don't have you don't have much money. Not in a good mood. You're not in a good mood nope. for no reason. Nope. That bank account swole can't tell me a damn thing. I'm on top of the world. If I'm light skinned, it's even worse. <laughs> if I'm rich and light skinned, 
Fuck everybody. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> if I'm rich, light skin, and, and above six three, bro, what you gonna tell me? The world is my oyster. So Point. these okay. these never thought of it that I never thought of it that way, but that's it. You have you li- as a male, you literally have almost everything that everybody wants. You got money, you got height, you got skin tone, you probably got good hair. You've been in the gym, you've been on elliptical, you got nice calves. <laughs> you got everything that anybody will want, male or female. I shouldn't have said this. <laughs> but I'm saying this to someone who, <laughs> swole guy whose heart rate is probably. I got a decent heart rate. That's good. Yeah. Because of, of my watch. What you, where, where are you at right now? Hit me. Current heart rate. Um, where would I even see that? On on the on the fancy Apple watches. I gotta be it's at on like, the homepage thing. Those with all the gadgets, all the apps on the front. All the gadgets, gadgets. There we go. Boom. Current heart rate eighty two beats. Eighty two beats. We just chilling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hey, it's measuring. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, eight minutes ago, 82 beats. Okay. Oh, well, a couple minutes ago, you were doing stuff, so I let that go. 86 beats currently. 80 beats currently. Is that good or bad? You're in the medical field. It's not bad. 81 beats currently. It's not bad. It's like, uh, you want your heart rate to be anywhere between 60 to 100, so it's not bad. Okay, so I'm on the high side. No, you're like middle. You're like middle good. So if if I had like a 50, 50 heartbeat, you'd been... No, if you're a 50 heartbeat, that means like you're like marathon runners. Marathon runners right now, they're chilling at 50 heartbeats. Which means your heartbeat is running 30 beats faster than these people. Like your heartbeat right now is probably running like 15, 20 beats faster What's yours than mine. Then? I'm usually like 63 to 65. I used to run like 58, 59. But I don't really so, run so as much. So 50-ish is like, so what's like dangerous? Faster than, um... Okay, you know when you're like running on the treadmill, yeah. not running on the treadmill. Imagine you're just running outside, hundred something, right? Some people are some people are resting where your heart rate is when you're running. They're just chilling like that. Think about how dangerous that is. So for your heart rate to be going at a speed that somebody's rest um, heart rate only goes when they're running. Oh, right. never mind. Seven, well, seven. It was at seventy four. Now it's at eighty four. See, seventy four. That's average. That's you want it. You're in a good range. You're in a good range. Sixty to hundred is good. Anything more than hundred is like your heart rate is kind of high. Your heart rate is kind of high, but you're good. Okay. But um, but yeah. So uh, I don't even know what we were talking, talking about. about. Scandals. Pastoral scandals. Yeah, pastoral scandals. So yeah, I always wondered like how the relationship is within the church, but I guess that makes sense. People leave depending on mm-hmm. who they put. Their faith in because it is kind of hard to kind of keep going, especially you can't really go to that same church. It takes takes some real loyalty and maturity, or to understand that this is just a person, right? And then see them, see their mistakes because this is the same person that you're expressing all your mistakes to. Mm-hmm. And he don't judge you for it, right? He just says, "Okay, I'm gonna pray with you, and then we go." We're going to work through it together. Right. People don't have that same energy for him because it's like, nah, you, you're the pastor, bro. Right. We're but, supposed to be this, not this. Mm-hmm, but past, pastors need counseling too. Right. Counselors got counselors. And right. it's just, a, it's a continuous circle. So 
you would hope that people are like, all right, that's man, forgiving. He made a mistake. You know, I'm going to keep rocking with you and then we're going to keep going. Mm. You would hope that. But normally that's not how that's going to be. They on the pedestal, man. You knock them off the pedestal. It's like. So, I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know if I'm going to um, the same church if all that stuff's happening. It's tough. I would. I would hope that the, the pastor changes. I would they, just hope that for a pastoral change, and I'll be fine. If they, the change, if the, the pastor is different, okay. But if it's the same person, I'm listening. It's like this don't even hit the same. And no more pause. They really check for you if you do something like that, and then they stay. Those those people are literally on the ride or die side. Right. Those are the dangerous ones. They I mean they, you could do whatever you want. Kinda. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But they they here for you and they check for you heavily if if they stick around through all that. Mm. A lot of people are just like, you know what, bro? I can get this across the street. I'm gonna have to peace out. Because at the end of the day, it's you just you're just trying to get the word. Right. I mean, they're just they may say it better than this other person, but I mean That's they why even I, had this on television, so That's why I now I mean my wife doesn't really like it, but I'm more than okay with being a Facebook Live, YouTube Live church member. Okay. More than okay with that. I get I get all the word, no preservatives. Right. No politics, no dealing with people. If I mean, if I do hear something through the grapevine or whatever, whatever, I just go to another live stream. Mm-hmm. But um, being as a person who's been in and out of churches since I was maybe 17, 18, by choice going to church, not by force, um... So much politics involved. Yeah. Just but in interpersonal politics. Relationships word. I always sit here and now you in my seat. I'm I'm all the way mad about this open seating situation because you know I always sit here, Pascal, and you in my seat smiling at me. Good morning. Say, like, nah, nigga, get out my seat. You notice my seat. Petty stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't turn into bigger situations. Turn into big situations. That's a shame. Just, but it's human, human, you know what yeah. I mean, right? Like you said, it's human emotion. Flesh and bones. Both, both my mother and my um aunt both got into like church politics and just like just put a big disdain on the whole, not church, but like the whole, like you said, the other aspect other than just going. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, the problem is like a lot of times, you know, you go to church and then they have, the problem is it's not the church, it's the... It's all the events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have the events because, you know, you if you go to church and you're trying to, you know, be in this type of environment, then when they have social events towards it, you want to start going to them because it fits in your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody that fits in the lifestyle, yeah, we're all in this lifestyle together, but we're also still human. Yeah. So we're dealing with secular problems indoors now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now these problems that normally we wouldn't have. Or we thought we wouldn't have because we were just going to church. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of going to the club, we're just going to a get-together at somebody's house. Mm. We may not be drinking, but right. we don't have to drink to fornicate. At you all. don't need alcohol to fornicate. Not at all. People use that as an excuse, but you knew you wanted to do that before you started mm-hmm. drinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost that. like... Don't blame I went, on alcohol. Yeah, there's no... Because there's normally there's no alcohol at these events. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was, when I was at FAMU... They had um, I was we went to like this church. My parents thought it was a cult. <laughs> it was a cult. It was it was, it was strange. Hockey a cult. I actually met Brian there. Um, now that I think about it, mm-hmm. um, that's actually where I met Brian. That's hilarious. Was this thing anyway? So um, 
another story. Um, what they would do, they would have skate nights. They would have skate nights on Fridays, but they would have it from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Mm, club time. Exactly. So now you're picking. Mm -hmm. So now it gives you, like, if you don't want to go to the club because you're trying to do this, and you're trying to go to church, but, damn, Friday night, what am I going to do Friday night? Mm -hmm. I got to go to the club because there's no church on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're skating. I'll go skating. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, you've been to church. There's no ugly people in church. Like, there's still pr very, very pretty women in mm -hmm. church. So you see these women at these social events, you're just like, ah, damn. So now you're not even in you're not even in secular events. You're still lusting. Mm -hmm. So those same kind of situations. That's why they happen with the deacons and all those people in the church because you're still human seeing these people. So like you said, it's really just the vertical relationship you should have, and not anything horizontal. Because like you said, you'll always be let down by people. Yeah, I remember going to these like you're right because really, really like youth groups, you know all that stuff. It's really just like courting groups. Yeah. Like, we're really just trying to see, like, who fits with who. And then, because the goal is to grow the church. Right. And you grow the church by getting the young people married and then they have kids and then boom, boom, boom. Because when you go to young kids' events, youthful events, there's always the bad kid that wants to do something. There's always the bad girl that's a little fast. Very fast. So it's going to happen. I remember going to, um, wow, I remember going to church conferences, man. And it was always like the bishop's kids. Oh, oh yeah. Those are the ones always the pastor's kids. And then I remember one of kids. them was like, she like made fun of me. Cause I was like, what are we doing here? Oh, she brought you. She didn't she didn't bring me, but I ended up in their room. Here we go. And then the vodka was get poured up. How old are you? Uh I was old enough, like nineteen. Oh, 19, I was 19. like, here we go. <laughs> I remember that very I date vividly. with the bishop's daughter. And then they was like, yo, come to room XYZ. Pulled up in the room and niggas was pouring up, people sitting on each other's laps. And it was it was very strange because I'm so green. I'm I'm like really trying to be saved and shit. Like Right, like we're not supposed I used to do this. We're yeah. not supposed to do this yet. I had I hadn't even gotten into doing that yet. So that that would have been like my first time really mm. even like getting into that type of <sighs> getting there, they pouring up, and I'm like, we're not supposed to be doing this. Now I'm the lame. Mm -hmm. Oh man, and take all this nigga, nigga, super saved that nigga, you know. <laughs> super saved. I did. Of course, I didn't get invited back um, to these situations with like a four day conference. But everybody was always going to that room, and I wouldn't be surprised if there was you know people getting knocked down. Yeah, oh yeah. But it was just like, what are y'all doing? Like we're not supposed to do this. I was supposed to be. I guess I was just supposed to be in there and just be cool. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, but man, you I had no idea. No, you man. thought we were trying to like. I thought we was out here trying to live this thing, and it's like people you look up to. It's always musicians. Mm -hmm. It's like people you look up to, mm -hmm. like you young like me, you on fire for God, like you know the word like me, and I pull up in this situation and why she on your lap, bro? Right, I thought we were. I thought we were. What's it called? I thought yeah. we were praying. Yeah, like why y'all why y'all drinking? How y'all get liquor in here? Word. I'm like, whoa. How did you get liquor in here? Really? I mean, you. it's easy to get liquor in there. You just put it's it in just your a bag. Hotel. It's a hotel. You know what I mean? In the same way kids brought liquor to like band trips. Put in bottled water. Mm. Or you just put it underneath at the bottom of the cooler or underneath the Gatorades and the Capri Suns. 
I never did like I wasn't that kind of kid to keep it real with you. Like, Band? No, like the alcohol underage. Like I didn't move like that. I played, I played basketball. Like I just played basketball. Like it was always it was always a group of kids. It was like it was like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. It was like those kids. Right. Like that just was too grown for like their age. Right, they was already drinking. Get you to drink. They all they gave you your first blunt. They gave, you know what I mean. Mm. It's always those kids who are like that. And I'm like, I didn't have my first blunt till I was probably twenty, twenty one. Yeah, I didn't have my first smoke till. Uh, yep, I was about twenty twenty one. Mm. I, I hit a bomb. I was in New York. I forgot to pull the pull the court. I had the biggest headache of my life. I still remember that headache like it was yesterday. I was so high, bro. Word. I was so high. But it's the worst, man. I would just I would just say people gotta know God for themselves. Right. That's so, the main objective. All right. So when when Kanye is telling you that he's changed, you know, you just, just let him change. Just let him. Don't remind him. You know, I know we love the old Kanye. Chop up the soul, Kanye. Straight from the go, Kanye. Straight from the go. We love that Kanye. But Ye said, I'm not that person no more. You don't see. He said, you don't see iPhone 4s in Apple. Mm. I was like, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> certain things he says, some stuff is is trash. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff is trash. Every now and then but he hits you with a bar. Like, uh, that's pretty good. That's, <laughs> Almost got me. <laughs> that's pretty good. But... Um, so I know we don't have much time left. Yeah. I went to Astroworld in Ve- um Houston. Yeah. Two stories. That, My um, bad. I was gonna say let's back that up, back it up. All because he announced that the day before. Mm-hmm. Like back it all the way up to like that. Oh, how why I went. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my man Meech, um, I think he's he's come to the episode a few times. Yep. He'll be coming soon. Um my man Meechi hit me. Is he me back on- here? I've seen him back here quite a few times. None of my business. Go here, brother. My man, it's 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 Meech. Yeah. Remember, I always say like that's that's just Meech. Do you think he's, he's got some stuff it's going on? It's none of my business. It's none of my business. <laughs> but he's all right. Um, now he's he's still living in Atlanta. Okay. Um, so he hit me on Instagram that he wanted to go to Astroworld. So at first I was like, okay, smooth, smooth. I had no intention of going because I already go to Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. Remember, I told you like I go to Rolling Loud, so it's like. I'm I don't good. really see the point. And it's not like I'm good. I just didn't see the point of going to other ones because it's like I'm going to hear almost the same set, mm-hmm. more or less the same kind of music. It's the same kind of people. Mm-hmm. And Miami is three and a half hours away from here. Mm-hmm. So, boom, I'm, I'm in my car. I just drive three and a half hours away. I'm in Miami. Smooth. Mm-hmm. So for me to go out of town to do that, I already did that for Made in America. Mm-hmm. And that was before Rolling Loud. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't do that now. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's there. So for me, it's just like, eh, okay. So Meech hit me on Instagram that he and a couple of his homies were going to go. So I was like, okay, cool. Next day, I didn't even know about this. Oh, this was the day before it announced it. So the day after it was on, I guess it makes sense because it was really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after that, um, my girl not on social media, but she has Facebook. Which is weird. I guess that's because it's like old. You almost have to have Facebook. Yeah. So Seymour hit me on Facebook. She was like, yo, we got to go to this. Mm-hmm. So um, she's a big Travis Scott fan. Mm-hmm. Bigger Travis Scott fan than I am. Wow. So um, 
So now if your girl tells you that she wants to go somewhere, it's not like your homie's saying it and you're just like, okay, I'm going to try and go. When your girl, it's like a, okay, I guess this is like a trip kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Not like a, I'm just hanging out with my homies kind of thing. Sometimes it's like, I can't really go. Is it worth it? Blah, blah, blah. I I saw you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when she said that, I was like, okay, well. Guess we making moves then. I guess we making moves. Luckily for me, there was a Rockets game that same week. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, I can kill two birds, one stone. Boom. Mm -hmm. Um, So so we went. So that was the part you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. So we um, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I got it. Oh, before this. So I always try to go to strip clubs in. <laughs> I have to tell this. <laughs> so I always try to go to strip clubs in cities whenever I travel to them. Gotcha. Right. There's always a list of things that I try to do. Good food, brunch, museums, strip, club. strip clubs, mall, bars, uh, nightlife. Mm-hmm. I try to hit all those just to hit everything in the city. Mm-hmm. Even unless I have like, it's a short thing that I made. Hit certain things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this strip club in Houston, I, you know, everybody knows Houston, Atlanta, Vegas by Drake. So I was like, okay. So clearly Houston is a strip club place. So mm-hmm. I heard about this place called Onyx. Mm-hmm. I heard it's really dope. So I was like, oh, I heard about Onyx in Atlanta. So let me go to this Onyx in Houston. I had been to the Onyx in Atlanta. Um, So I went to Onyx in Houston. First of all, bro, I fell in love with the ambiance there. Wow. Bro, there's about 30 televisions in there, all playing ESPN. <laughs> That's enough. So I'm literally like, so they're playing like the, uh, I think the Clippers were playing some team. I don't forgot who mm-hmm. it was. So they're showing the game on TV and it's just like, and it just hit me. And I was just like, you could watch the finals in here. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine watching the finals in here? <laughs> That's literally just, it just kept replaying in my yeah. head like. You could watch the finals in here. Yeah. Strippers food finals. I watched Dame hit cash, not against the um, Blazers, mm-hmm. not against the Thunder, mm-hmm. against the team he did it first. Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. So when he did that and then you're watching the strippers, the strippers and all that, it was just, um, yeah, it was a just a nice, it was a nice uh, view yeah. of everything. So anyway, so it always brings me back to that. So anyway, so fast forward, fast forward. So there's, there's these girls that there was this there was this um woman that was dancing on the um pole or whatever. Nice looking, you know, nice body, whatever, whatever. But normally, like I told you, I don't give money. I'm I already paid to get in. I'm just getting drinks I'm and just I'm here chilling. For the wings and the yeah. ESPN. Wings, ESPN, and you're basically like the mm-hmm. you're just the another you're just like a TV, yeah. pretty much. That's what I view you as. Mm-hmm. So she's dancing, whatever, and she gets off. And then another woman is dancing over here. And then these two women get on the stage and they're like, remember I told you I don't like, like petite women, right? So they're like petite women on dancing. And it's just like skeletons. These fucking children off the stage. <laughs> That's what I told like, cause Seymour came with me. Yeah. So I told, I was like, what the fuck are these children doing on the stage? Yeah. Like what the hell are they doing? So anyway, some other woman comes and then this, the woman that I told you that was dancing comes and sits on the like table that me and uh Simura are sitting at. So it's like three, it's only four chairs. So she sits. She's like, hey, how are you guys doing? This has never happened to us before. Mm-hmm. So she's like, hey, how are you guys doing? So I was like, good. So I'm like, oh God, she's gonna start pro- you know propositioning for something. Yeah. 
So she, we were just like, hey, you know, blah, blah, how you guys doing? Blah, blah, where are you from? Arkansas. She's from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. She says something that I'm trying to watch ESPN and still talk as she's talking because I'm like, I know what you're trying to do. Boom. So she said something that piqued my interest. She said something like, um, I don't know how they even like the conversation even started. And I said something to her because my girl didn't even hear her. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, I'm into girls, too. You said, hmm? What'd you say now? <laughs> right. So uh, imagine somebody saying that. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to maintain composure because mm-hmm. you don't want to be so hype. Yeah. Obviously, this yeah. has never happened. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those guys that this is just, you know, the a norm. regular Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Pascal, maintain composure. <laughs> be cool, Pascal. <sighs> Inner Pascal is like, Pascal, don't <laughs> fuck this up. Relax. <laughs> Take it easy. How's this story going? Don't be too eager. I can't wait. (laughs) No, it it doesn't get as crazy as it should. Okay. Um, As it should. As it should have. Anyway, so Seymour to listen. And I said, (laughs) 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 Um, so, um, so anyway, she says like, I'm in a girl's tour or whatever. So she's like, oh, well, I have to give you guys a dance before I leave. Mm Mm-hmm. I never really like getting dances in mm-hmm. front of my girl because it's just kind of awkward. It's weird. Like, yeah. what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. So, so I told, like, I told my girl, I was like, "Yeah, you can get it." She was like, "I'm not getting the dance. Mm-hmm. Why am I gonna get the dance? You can just get it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me twice." Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's called a permission slip, right? I was like, "Oh, fuck it, fine, mm-hmm. fuck it. Guess I'm getting a dance." This was the first one I've ever done too, because, like I said, normally I don't do these things. Mm-hmm. So we're just dancing, blah, blah. She's dancing, blah, blah. Like, what is it? Like three songs or whatever. However many Three songs? songs? It was like three songs. Wow. Two, three songs. It was three. Okay. Maybe two. I don't know. Um, so she danced. Ten minutes. Yeah, like two, three minutes. It wasn't very, very long. Yeah. Um, obviously, this yeah. is a hustle for them. So she's dancing, whatever. And she says, I saw you were looking at those skinny girls over there. You don't like, you like more like women, women. This is what she's saying to me as she's dancing. So I told her, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you see, like, you see my girl. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, she looks like she has a big, like a big ass. She looks at my girl. And then my girl's like, she just like turns like, nope. And then. (laughs) And I was like. And that was the end of that. Yeah, I was like, no, she does. I told her, I was like, no, she does. And she, yeah, she was like, can I grab it? My girl was like, yeah, I guess. I was like, okay. And she grabbed it. She was like, oh, wow. And I was like, and then I'm now I'm back to maintain composure. Don't fuck it up, Pascal. <laughs> exactly. This, this is going down. A series of yeses. Right. So you're just, you know what I mean? The whiskeys have already sat in. If I just keep it calm. Exactly. It's going to be a sandwich tonight. I played it so calm, bro. Like, like Billy D. Williams calm. Damn, with the slick back. Had to at this yeah. point. Yeah. Nothing. Dang. But it was a good experience. How much was the dance? $20. Not bad. And their wings, bro, were so fire. So Anymore. I got, so we got some to go. Mm. Oh, man. So ideally, mm-hmm. how would that situation in your head, how would that situation have ended? In my head. Yeah. In your head. As as it was going, mm-hmm. what was what would the was the desired outcome? On wax. 
<laughs> Stay tuned for episode 35, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the Same Word Podcast. Peace. <laughs>